You're listening to the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam. Thank you. 
Well, thanks for tuning in to yet another week of the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam, ladies and gentlemen. We really appreciate you tuning in. Today in the studio, we've got one of the preeminent jazz drummers in the United States. I would even say the world. You say the name Steve Fiddick, people know who you're talking about, and they know that there is excellence behind his playing. His his feel, his playing approach, he's just one of those guys that you got to check out. He's also an accomplished educator, an author, a composer, and he also, uh, you know, he wears many hats, man. So I really appreciate you coming in onto the show here, Steve. Colin, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you very much for having me. So we got a brand new record. I think that this is actually the debut of your record on a radio platform. Is that correct? Um, oh, well, this particular record, absolutely, yeah. This is the first time that uh, listeners are going to be hearing this and uh, certainly you know the ability of hearing you know you and i discuss in detail the music and and my overall approach and message about the recording yes awesome so that first track was called evidence um and and so this this recording is called allied forces you know you just want to talk a little bit about it right off the bat uh yeah sure um well the concept for the recording or the title of the recording came from uh the producer uh mark free who uh co-leads the label Positone with his partner, Nick O'Toole. And uh, Mark came up with that title uh, because it's a quintet date that features musicians from New York and L.A. Doug Webb is on tenor saxophone, and he, uh, he came in from L.A. to do that uh, date. And uh, Brian Charette is on organ, and he's a, a New York pianist and, and, and organist. But the rest of the band are musicians that are close friends of mine here in the Washington, D.C. area. Joseph Henson, who plays lead tenor in the Army Blues, uh, is playing alto saxophone on the recording. And uh, Sean Purcell, uh, who's the son of the great trombonist Randy Purcell, who played with Maynard Ferguson for years, um, is on guitar. And he's the guitarist with uh, the Navy Commodore. So it's sort of a pairing of, you know, military musicians and civilians. So Allied Forces is what Mark came up with. And I thought, well, that's a pretty cool name. So we rolled with it. Awesome. Very cool. So, uh, you know, real quick, uh, can you give people a little bit of your background? Sure. Um, well, I currently live in Annapolis, Maryland, but uh, I hail from a small coal town in Pennsylvania, northeastern Pennsylvania, Wilkesbury, to be specific. And, um, you know, I got my start on drums at a very young age. I'm a product of the 1970s. So I grew up listening to, you know, 70s rock and roll. I was raised on 70s rock and roll. My father uh, was a machinist at Topps Chewing Gum for 30 years. You know, he helped uh, engineer the machinery that wrapped ring pops and bazooka bubble gum and cut baseball cards. He did that for 30 years. He worked 40 plus hours a week doing that. So he's a real blue collar, hardworking man. And, uh, but he also had a love for music. He played tenor saxophone and, uh, you know, I have three other siblings and he encouraged music in the house. Um, and I was the only one that followed suit and followed in his footsteps. So he would work 40 plus hours a week at the, at the factory and then on weekends he would play gigs with his wedding band and he'd do club dates and weddings and uh anniversaries and all that 
kind of thing. And he would take me out on gigs when I was seven and eight years old. And I would sit on his saxophone case for four hours and listen to the band play, you know, tunes of the day, you know, tunes like Stuck in the Middle with You by Steeler's Wheel or, you know, different 70s pop tunes, bubblegum pop. And um, I would sit there for four hours listening to his band play. And at the end of the night, they would let me come up on the drums and play one or two tunes, you know, maybe something like Wipeout or something like that, just to get a little bit of experience. And after a few years of that, I was able to sub for my uh, my father's regular drummer when I was about nine or ten. So that was a really good experience for me because I was very, very young and very, very impressionable. And I was around musicians at a very young age. So I can see the joy uh, that music brought these men because these men weren't professional musicians. They did it for the love of it. And that's really what is the message behind this record. It's it's a passionate inspirational type of, uh, of a recording just a bunch of guys getting together wanting to play music wanting to play hard and getting it done in one day so very minimal editing we just went in we played hard and uh you know there's some warts on it but for the most part it's a pretty good record i must say awesome man i'd like to get some, to some more of that record uh this next tune is called gaff do you want to talk about that uh, sure. Um, well, it's loosely based on uh, the changes on what is this thing called love, and also, um, you know, it's it, they're fun changes to blow on, apparently, because both uh, the tenor saxophonist and the alto saxophonist on this recording really dug playing on that. Um, it's also based on Lee Conant's changes on the tune called Subconsciously, if you're hip to that tune. Um but I, I came up with the title because living here in D.C. and, uh, you know, performing at different functions around Washington, obviously, that's a political town. And, uh, you know, this is a, an election year, of course. And uh, I thought it was apropos to, to, to name the tune Gaff because of how politicians tend to talk a lot and sometimes they have a hard time delivering. So, And when they talk, they often double talk and make mistakes and uh that's that's basically the the, the gist of the title i just thought it was kind of a cool name awesome uh, i called it Gap. last record my last record i had a tune called the flip flopper which was also sort of a tip of the hat to you know politicians everywhere you know and, <laughs> and how that works and sometimes stuff <laughs> gotcha. All right. Well, here is Gaff off of Steve Fiddick's brand new record called Allied Forces. The record just came out on July 29th. And we hope you go over to his website, www.steve.com. And you can check out more of this music. Check it out right now. And, uh, and please stick around for more interview and more music. Here's Gaff.
I hope you're digging on this music here. This is brand new music from the jazz drummer Steve Fittick. He's a international and nationally acclaimed jazz drummer. He's played with Doc Severinsen. He's played with Dick Oates. He's played with pretty much all these major jazz artists. And uh, and we have the pleasure of having him on our show today. And he's debuting his brand new record, Ally Forces, on the radio with us at the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. I don't know how much cooler that can be. Uh, real, real quick plug for the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. If you guys like this show, please log on to Facebook and like the show and then share it with your friends. And guess what? We have a free podcast on iTunes and you can go on iTunes and log on and please download and listen to every single show we've done on iTunes as a podcast and they're free and you can go share it with your friends. So back FaceTiming us in the studio from Annapolis, Maryland, we've got Mr. Steve Fittick and, uh, and so Steve... <clears throat> You know, we I, I people can can check out your biography online, which is uh, at your website. But you had a, a, a heavy influence from from a jazz uh, professor and drummer, right? Correct. Yeah, I um, you know, I had I had uh, the good fortune of having some incredible studio teachers um, in my formative years when I was a teenager. My uh, freshman year of college, I went to this very small liberal arts school in my hometown in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Wilkes College was the name of the school. And uh, I was a music education major, and I was studying percussion. And, you know, the school had a wind ensemble and a percussion ensemble and an orchestra and a pep band that played at football games. And we also had a jazz ensemble, but no formal jazz classes, you know, like 
a lot of schools have today, jazz theory and jazz history and jazz arranging. We didn't have anything like that, but we had a very good jazz band uh, with a very, very fine uh, conductor. His name was Tom Hines, and he would take the band out on the road quite a bit, and we would tour around the Mid-Atlantic with that band. And one of the concerts we performed was at Mansfield State Teachers College in Mansfield, Pennsylvania, and the guest drummer at that particular uh, jazz festival was none other than the great Joe Morello. And I was a freshman in college at the time, and he heard the band play. And, of course, I attended his clinic later that afternoon and, uh, you know, was completely knocked out. And little did I know that the leader of the jazz ensemble, Tom Hines, uh, the Wilkes Jazz Ensemble, knew Joe Morello very well and played gigs with Joe uh, in New York. So he introduced me to Joe, and I sheepishly asked for his phone number and asked if he would be willing to take me on as a student. And he said, sure, call my wife, Jean, and schedule a lesson uh, next week. Well, it took me six months to, you know, garnish up the courage to call him up and uh, I was 19 when I started to study with him. And that relationship lasted for about 15 years. I would come in and take a lesson every two weeks for two hours throughout the rest of my time at Wilkes. And uh, then went to North Texas, University of North Texas, and started my master's in uh, percussion performance. And would, would go in for lessons uh, whenever I was back home in PA. And then when I joined the military, I would, I would drive up at about once a month or so for checkups uh, so that he can uh, see what I was doing. And, uh, you know, my, my entire concept of playing and teaching is based on my lessons with him. Um, he's a very, very special individual. I miss him very much. Uh, my youngest son is named after him. He spoke at my wife and my wedding. We'll be celebrating our 24th wedding anniversary on Monday. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's very special. He's like a father figure to me. Uh, he taught me how to hold the sticks properly, how to make a sound on the drums and cymbals, how to get a dynamically balanced sound from top to bottom. And, uh, you know, he was very, very patient, and I miss him very much. Cool, man. Well, that's great to, to, to hear about. Um, so back to the recording um, the next song we like to play is called Food Court Drifter. What's that one all about? Right. That's kind of a strange title, isn't it? <laughs> um, Food Court Drifter. Um, I wanted to write a tune that was sort of a, you know, a sidewinder type of a feel, like a boogaloo. Um, my oldest son, Tony, he's a great drummer. Uh, he's 20 years old. He's actually in Creed, Colorado this summer. Uh, working at a repertory theater, playing a show. And uh, he loved that tune when he was a little kid, Sidewinder. So I wanted to write a tune based on that groove, but I wanted to write it in an odd time signature. So I chose 7-4, and uh, the, the melody's made up of two sections, the A section's in 7 and the B section's in 4. And uh, it has a kind of a funky bass line. And the title... Um, Came about one day when I was at the uh, the local mall, which is, uh, you know, in our community here. And just outside of the mall is this movie theater. 
and uh, there's a food court right next to the movie theater. And, you know, inevitably, every time I go to this food court, there's always one person that's walking around the food court, not purchasing any food from the vendors, just trying all the samples <laughs> and literally spending all afternoon just sort of like sampling this piece of chicken, that little, right? And, and, and it's not always the same person. I go to the mall, it's someone different every time. So I thought, well, it's kind of a, a weird thing. So why not, why not call it food court drifter? And, and it, and it, it kind of works. Um, and people seem to like it. It, it, was, uh, it was the first tune that I wrote for this particular project. And um, out of all the tunes on the record, I think it's probably the one that came out the best. It has a, a real funky vibe to it. I hope, I hope your listeners enjoy it. All right. I'm sure they will. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is Steve Fiddick's Food Court Drifter off of his brand new record, Allied Forces. Check it out. Thank you. 
Well, I hope you enjoyed that tune called Food Court Drifter here on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. We're FaceTiming with Mr. Steve Fittick, who uh, we've been getting to know a little bit. So um, getting back to the interview side of things. So, Steve, um, you have been in one of the best military big bands for almost 20 or just past 20 years, right? Yeah, I just went over 20 years with... uh the Army Blues as a member of that band and, uh, you know, driving that big old bus for over 20 years now. Yep. And so the, for people that don't know, Army Blues is um, is one of a couple of premier bands in the in the United States Army. And they're located in, uh, in it's it's called the isn't it called the uh, the Pershing Zone, right? Pershing Zone is uh, is the unit. And that unit is comprised of over 250 musicians. Um the band is made up of a ceremonial band, concert band, a chorus, orchestra, a rock group called Downrange, and uh, of course the Army Blues. Very cool, man. So, so you you've got a lot of experience touring the world with that band. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I've been real lucky to to have had a, a great job playing uh, big band music for over twenty years. You know, with a, a bunch of great guys. Uh, each of those guys in that band arrange and or compose original music for the group, you know, much like Duke Ellington uh, did and Billy Strayhorn did with uh, the Ellington band. So that, that's been a great experience. I've also had the opportunity to, um, you know, work with some of the greatest jazz artists in the world and accompany them when they would come in as guest artists with the blues, you know, musicians like Doc Severinsen or James Moody, you know, just Clark Terry, this incredible, you know, jazz legends that came in and they would bring their book and we would play, you know, a concert of their music featuring them. So it's, that was, it's been a great experience. Um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, you know, learn how to interpret big band music and, um, have become a, a you know a prof, a proficient writer in my own right uh, through that experience. Um, you know, it's all about it's all about environment. If if you're in a if you're in a positive environment, if you're in a creative environment, then you're going to grow. You know, you're going to be a byproduct of your environment. So, um, I feel I feel fortunate to have been in a situation where I've been able to create music with good people and good music. Uh, with good musicians that's that's so important um to maintain that that creative flame and so you're about to come up on a you know retirement right yeah i mean total time in service um this january january of 2017 will be 26 years for me so i'm gonna have to make the transition from civilian excuse me from military life to civilian life here very very shortly um so probably within the next year and a half i'll be uh I'll be retiring from the service, but not retiring from drumming. Um, I, I don't want to, you know, give the illusion that I'm going to just hang up the sticks. You know, I'm, I'm going to continue to play. I'm going to continue to push my own small group. Uh, I'm going to continue to write and arrange music and record and and play and and teach, do do clinics and write books and uh, maintain a, a very busy and vital schedule. Awesome. Well, let's get back to this recording, play another tune, uh, Doing the Shake. You want to talk about that? Yeah, that's one, uh, that's one uh, by our guitarist, Sean Purcell. Uh, 
he wrote a tune, you know, kind of a John Schofield-ish uh, type of a tune, kind of a funky thing. Um, we did it as a quartet, features Doug Webb on tenor and Sean on guitar. Um, just kind of a groove tune, kind of a funky little groove tune that, that you know, Sean penned. And, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't think there's all that much to it, really. It's just a, a little simple funk thing. <laughs> and um, I kind of dug it because there's some solo space uh, at the end of the tune for the drums. You know, everything on this record is very, very simple. Um, there's, there's really nothing all that complicated about it, but people seem to like it because... Um, they can feel the pulse. They can feel the groove, and and the melodies uh, are catchy. I mean, the melodies have um, there's a sensibility about the melodies that people seem to like. When we play these tunes live, they they uh, they, they tend to leave the room humming some of these these melodies, like Food Court Drifter or this particular tune, Doing the Shake, has a very memorable little riff type melody. So, you know, the best things in life are the simple things, right? Right. Well, this is Doing the Shake from Steve Fiddick's brand new record called Allied Forces. I hope you check it out.
Very nice. Doing the shake, man. I was doing the shake while listening to that tune. Uh, that, that tune's from Steve Fiddick's <laughs> Allied Forces, brand new record. And so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, something that, that I, I get to do a lot in this show is I get to pick all these different jazz artists that come on this program. And, and, and it's such a cool thing to be able to talk with these guys during the breaks. And then also, you know, there's a certain admiration I have for all of these people, and especially Steve Fiddick, because he's one of those guys that is is doing this military thing, providing for his family, and then going out and hustling and just diving in his, his, himself fully into his own music projects. And that's something that's very difficult when you have like a normal nine to five job and then you're going out and you're gigging till 11 o'clock at night and you're hustling and doing publicity for all these different magazines and everything. So, so Steve, um, I feel like that a lot of people need to understand that that's really the way forward if you're going to do this as a, as a profession. And so I'd like to get your thoughts on it and, and just kind of tell us your approach toward all of this. Well, you know, again, to piggyback on what we just were talking about in the previous segment, you know, I feel fortunate to have a position with the Army Blues that affords me the opportunity or affords me a platform to do other creative things. Um, but, you know, it's my choice to do that. I certainly could sit back and play with the band, and that would be certainly just all well and good. Um, but I find that doing these other projects, these other creative projects, these other outlets, uh, strengthen me as a player. In other words, if I'm able to lead my own group and if I'm able to arrange and compose my own music and lead that, then I'm going to bring that experience back to the blues and that's going to make me a stronger member of that band, hence making that band a stronger band. Um, so, you know, having that is certainly, um, has been, has been a very, very, very good outlet for me. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, I tend to micromanage my own time and my own schedule. Whenever I find open blocks of time, I try to fill it with something creative, whether it's gigging with another group or, you know, recording with another group or writing or composing, um, I'm always trying to do something that's going to elevate my game. It's, it's a process of progress. I'm always trying very, very hard to make strides and trying to get better as a person and as a musician. I think if, if uh, musicians as a whole would worry less about the competitive nature about competing with other players and just concern yourself about, you know, your, your own special gifts. Everyone has special gifts and uh, everyone is unique. It's about finding what makes you tick and what makes you, uh, you unique and, and developing your sound. Uh, you know, your sound is, is the thing, is the aspect about your playing that someone other than you is going to be attracted to. And, and that's something that a lot of drummers miss the boat on. They're more concerned maybe about licks or playing fast. I'm more concerned about my sound, uh, my cymbal sound and my drum sound. I want others to hear that and be attracted to that. And, um, and so if that's working, then all these other pieces of the puzzle tend to fall into place. 
but it takes a lot of hard work. I mean, it's not it's not something like you could just you know get a Facebook page or an Instagram page and and a website and off you off you go. You know, I mean, it takes a lot of work. I mean, people see you know the end result; they see how well you know someone's doing, but at this stage, but they didn't see you know, the years when I was really, really struggling, you know, when I was a teenager, when I was in my 20s and was just having a very, very difficult time trying to sim- simulate all these different, uh, you know, concepts and applying all these concepts, you know, through assimilation. It was, it took a long, long time. It took a lot of hard work. And I, and I, I owe a, grat- a, a debt of gratitude to my, to my parents because they worked so hard. And I grew up, in in an environment of just hard work. I mean, there just was no other way about it. I mean, so a work ethic is so, so important too. I mean, it it certainly plays into um, being a musician. Being a musician is a blue collar job, period. You know, I mean, if if, if you're in music because you want to be on a Learjet and you want to tour the world and make a million dollars, then you're in it for the wrong reason. You're in it because you love it. My son took the last lesson that Joe Morello taught back in 2011, 2010. And uh, the first thing Joe said to my son at the time was, you know, if you're going to go into this business of music, you really got to love it. You really got to love it because you're not going to make a ton of money. You may not be famous. Maybe no one will even know who you are. You just got to do it for the love of it. And that's really what I do. I, I do it because I love playing. And... Um, I love the guys I work with. Awesome. Well, I guess we'll get to some more of this recording. Um, you mentioned uh, over the break uh, that you got, um, you know, no one goes through military without a spouse behind yes. them. And so uh, you're coming up on a big anniversary, and you wrote a tune for your wife, right? That's right. I wrote a tune called uh, Portrait of Tamala. My wife uh, and I will be celebrating our 24th wedding anniversary this coming Monday. And uh, we met when we were 18 years old. We were on a, uh, you know, an honors band trip to New Orleans sponsored by the Lions Club. And I didn't even know who she was. I just graduated high school. She graduated high school as well. She's from the, the Allentown area. And I'm from Wilkesbury. And we were on this, uh, this trip to New Orleans for a week and uh, playing in the marching band and the wind ensemble and the jazz ensemble. And we met on that trip and we got to talking and uh, discovered that we would be attending the same university uh, in the fall, Wilkes, Wilkes College. And, um, you know, we started dating our sophomore year. I was too nervous to ask her out my freshman year. So I asked her out my, my sophomore year and we started to date. And... Uh, you know, it's it's worked out pretty good. Awesome. Well, this is uh, off of Steve's brand new record called Allied Forces, and this is his ballad for his wife, Portrait of Tamala. Hope you enjoy it.
That was a beautiful ballad that Steve Fiddick wrote here on his brand new record. That was called Portrait of Tamala, written for his his wife. And uh, and so we got a couple more minutes here with Steve, and then we're going to play another tune to, to close this out. But um, Steve, you know, something I like to get from people that have had long established careers, and you kind of gave some to me, uh, some advice to me while we're on the break, but... What are some words of wisdom or advice to uh, players that you'd like to, to, to give out there? You know, uh, I, th- I think it's important for every musician to have a good, strong work ethic. Uh, you know, to love what you do and to do it for the right reasons, you know, practicing and, and working hard, trying to progress trying to be the best you that you can possibly be and to not get too down on yourself when, you know, something doesn't quite go your way, whether you play a concert or you're playing at a club and, and the gig just didn't go as planned, you know, not to get too bummed out and also not to get too overly excited when you feel that maybe a concert did go really, really great, you know, that, you know, you get a little bit overly excited about it. You know, just trying to maintain a sense of consistency. It's never as good as you might think it is. It's never as bad as you might think it is either. I think maintaining a consistency, uh, a sense of consistency as a musician is very, 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 very important. And looking for opportunities, you know, looking for opportunities, creative opportunities and creative outlets to uh, perform um, or write. Um or compose, or arrange, you know, always looking for opportunities um, to maintain a sense of creativity. Um, you know, this, this business of music, Peter Erskine once told me this. He said, this business of music, it's not a sprint, it's a long-distance race. And he was absolutely right when he said that. I mean, you know, a lot of younger musicians, they want, they want to be great, overnight you know they want to just be an overnight sensation and that's okay i mean some musicians do become an overnight sensation and more power to them you know they can they have the talent and the gumption to do that i i don't know for me it's been you know i'm bumping up against 50 here in a couple years and and i'm i'm still trying i'm still trying to get better and and for me it's it's just taken this long but I don't, I don't think about it in, in those terms. At one time I did, but I don't really think about it like that anymore. Cause it is, it's, it's, I have more admiration and more respect for a musician like a Peter Erskine or, or someone that's been like really hammering it out for so many years and still playing at the top of their game. I mean, that takes, that takes a lot of hard work, a lot of endurance and a lot of stick to And, um, it's not easy. So, you know, being a musician, it's not for the faint of heart. You just got to, you know, put your nose to the grindstone and keep chipping away. Awesome. Well, you heard it from the man himself. I really appreciate you coming on the show, Steve. This is a, a very big show for me to have such an accomplished artist on, on the show. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, real quick, man, if you want to buy this album, or actually, I can't tell you to buy it. I can tell you to go check it out. So... <laughs> Go check it out at stevefiddick.com, S-T-E-V-E-F-I-D-Y-K.com, and you can check out all his, his material. Do uh, you got anything else you'd like to tell listeners real quick? I'd just like to take a second and, and, and thank you, uh, you know, for, for inviting me onto the show. 
You were a gracious host. I really, really appreciate it. And I appreciate uh, your listeners checking out, uh, you know, the live stream as well as the podcast where it will live uh, on iTunes. And, uh, yeah, for updates on my whereabouts and, and my creative outlets and what I've been up to musically, uh, please visit my website, stevefittick.com. Uh, you could purchase this CD, Allied Forces, as well as Heads Up directly from that site. Um, or drop me a line. You can drop me an email. You can subscribe to my newsletter at the website. Uh, you could friend me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter and uh, also on Instagram. And, uh, you know, I answer emails, so please reach out. And uh, I look forward to hearing from your listeners. And I appreciate the opportunity to share some uh, some of my experiences. Yeah, man. Well, we really appreciate it. We got one last track here. This is Mooch the Mooch off of Steve Fiddick's brand new record, Allied Forces. Please go check it out. And please tune in every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time to the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. Take care, everybody. Talk to you later.